Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast with me, Kenzie Elizabeth. Taylor is not in the studio right now. Tell him that you miss him on Instagram. But anyways, I am very, I'm just in a really good mood today. I don't really know what got into me. Just recorded another very exciting episode. It's a Monday afternoon in Los Angeles. It's amazing. But this week's episode is going to be great because it is one of like my OG, well, one of my best friends and my OG YouTube best friend. We live together. We've done so much life together, basically. She's the best. We've had an amazing friendship for like probably six years now. Um, and you guys will hear all about that. It is Molly Bailey. She has changed her username so many times online. I'm like, is it Molly Ann? Is it Molly Bailey? If you guys have been like a longtime YouTube viewer of mine, you guys would have seen all of our videos together. When I first moved to LA, we lived together. She now lives in Boston again. And I went and visited her this summer. So this episode was recorded then and it was like offsite and I just had a normal mic. So the audio is not what it normally will be. But I actually love this episode. I feel like we make really great like self-realizations on it. And we just talk about our time living together, just kind of like when we were both going through harder times and friendship and just kind of like what we've learned throughout the time of our friendship. And I don't know, it's kind of heartfelt slash I actually learned a lot, even just like talking. And I love Molly. I think Molly is one of the greatest people in the world. She has the biggest heart. She's so talented at everything that she does. She's beautiful. She's like the nicest person ever. So supportive. Love her to death. So that's going to be the episode for today. But before we get started, I just wanted to tell you guys, if any of you guys follow Casey Musgraves on Instagram, I'm her number one fan, as we've already established here. We're both Texas girls. It's whatever. So she made the Tom's One Hour Photo Lab, Tom from Tom's One Hour Photo Lab, Instagram famous, essentially. Her and her sister went to just get some photos taken randomly when she was in LA for her tour stop, which I also went to the concert, you know, whatever. Anyway, so they like did all this and we finally got like reservations to go this weekend, my roommate and I. And it's so funny. We originally had the first appointment like ever pretty much, but they ended up like going way over and we lost like we lost our appointment because we ended up having to leave because we waited for an hour and then we finally went back. My roommate and I did like stepbrother styled photos. Please go on Instagram. I will have them up for you guys to see because it's just so funny and amazing. And I feel like a lot of people know about Tom's one hour photo lab now. I just think it's amazing what she did. Like obviously like photo developing and photo labs just in general are kind of going out. Unfortunately, my favorite photo lab in my neighborhood actually closed a few months back. Maybe it wasn't that long ago. It was really upsetting when I went in there and they told me that it was closing and I just felt so bad because I love the family. And it was really upsetting. But Casey went in and like really just changed this guy's life. And I just think it's amazing. And I love the whole like challenge. I don't know. I just like championing people 
And I thought it was great. And I'm glad like we got to go. And it was an amazing time. I vlogged it if you guys want to check out my YouTube channel or whatever. I don't even know if any of you guys watch my YouTube channel. I don't know if this is like cohesive or like all together. Let me know in the secret Facebook group. If you guys are not a part of that already, you guys are missing out. Be sure to subscribe and stay tuned for this podcast because we have some very exciting guests coming up too that you guys have been requesting. And I'm very excited for you guys to hear those episodes. But anyways, with all that being said, we're going to get into Molly's episode. I also, again, vlogged the whole trip with her. I keep talking about YouTube, but that's because this is like, I don't know, whatever. We vlogged the whole trip. If you guys want to see what we did in Boston, it's up on my channel. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hello. Hi, everyone. Oh, is that what I was supposed to say? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was good. Should we start over? No, no, no. This okay. is good. I okay. think we should this keep it in. It adds personality. A little banter. Okay, I got it. A little got banter. <laughs> yeah. I love it. All right, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. My best friend, Mall. I was going to say Mall's Balls. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm like, keep going. Like, keep saying more great things about me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Molly Bailey. Hi, everyone. I'm so happy to be here today. I'm so glad. So I've basically been waiting to record with Molly well, before I started the podcast, but... <laughs> <laughs> and so here we are. Yeah. Sorry about the audio. Um, we're not in the studio. And we're remote. We're remote. Yes. Yeah. We're world travelers. <laughs> Me. I haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> yeah. We're in her office in Boston currently. Also, important to note, Molly is a quiet talker. I'm a really loud talker. I'm trying so hard yeah. right now to really get my voice out She's there. She's really projecting right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. And I think you're doing a good job. It's a lot of thought in my head of like, you need to talk really loud. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll keep reminding her. Yeah, okay, Because good. my producer Taylor will kill me because this is the number Taylor, one thing. Taylor, I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is the number one thing he says is, it's so much easier if you speak louder. Anyways, if you guys don't know the backstory, Molly and I have been friends for six years now, mm-hmm. right? I think it, we, when did you start your channel? I started in like, 2012, like 2013. And then we met shortly yeah. after that. So yeah, maybe mine was 2013. Actually, now Probably. that I think about it, we started around the same time, mm-hmm. and then we became really close friends. The first time I met you, oh my gosh, I just remembered it. We were in LA. We were in LA at IMATS. <laughs> Throw back to IMATS if you guys. Aww have been a like a YouTube viewer backstory. If you guys don't watch my YouTube channel, there's a lot of podcast listeners that are just listeners. Like really? they don't even come from YouTube. It's not oh crazy. Gosh, that's awesome. So I actually started on YouTube. I have a, we both have lifestyle um, YouTube channels. I'll have them in the show notes. That's what it's called. It's not the description <laughs> box. It's the show notes. Big podcast girl over here. So there's this event called IMATS, which if you guys are also familiar with like VidCon, BeautyCon, whatever, this was before those days. Mm-hmm. It's actually a makeup convention. That and YouTubers just showed up at. Yeah. And kind of claimed it as our own meetup area. Like we just- Ended up getting kicked out. They hate us. But yeah, they were like, can YouTubers please stop coming to this convention <laughs> because you're ruining it for all the actual makeup artists because you yeah. guys aren't good at makeup. Yeah. <laughs> and then we were like, what do you mean with my purple <laughs> glitter eyeshadow tutorial? <laughs> using like elf makeup which elf is great but like we really thought we were we like we had no idea what we were doing <laughs> no literally it was just like we were all we were just following what everybody else was doing exactly like, like we have to, to go to IMATS to this day I like can't put eyelash extensions on oh same <laughs> like there's no way so we met there we were in a hotel lobby I remember the exact moment you probably don't remember this I went over to your hotel yeah my dad was there yeah and he took us to um, Universal Universal Studios with a bunch of other girls with, like Oh my gosh, yeah. throwback. throwback to when- so I was a sophomore in high school and now I'm a senior in college. Yeah, because I had I was like mid-junior year. Yeah, she's one class above me, but she's only a few months older than me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we were BFFs. We did a ton of trips together and Basically stuff. Basically from that moment on, we just started <laughs> traveling together. 
talking every day yeah. from like right when we met. You were definitely my most texted person ever. Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. We would talk about everything 24-7. 24-7. I mean, we still do. I know. And Molly's a pretty bad texter, so that's saying something. No Exactly, offense. that I actually would respond to you. <laughs> yeah, like literally. Sometimes people, people would take a day, kids would be like, Molly, please respond no. because she just knows. Now I'm like, Molly, answer. <laughs> like, I'm just... <laughs> she'll tweet me and be like, please respond to me. <laughs> I'll literally text her seven times in a row, no shame. People will like text me and be like, hey, Molly's like not replying to my text. And I'm like, oh, that's you're like texting me and I'm like oh that's so weird yeah I haven't heard from her in a few days either <laughs> but I'm like lying then we moved out to LA I moved out yeah, a month. we were actually roommates yeah I moved out like a month before my 18th birthday so it was my senior year her first year of college she was at FITM she didn't really like LA moved back to Boston you've been back in Boston for like three years now mm-hmm. we were separated yeah we were really separated hard. it was really <laughs> difficult on us I actually went a little crazy for a second and then yeah then we just did a bunch of trips we actually have not seen each other in like a year and a half which is so crazy it doesn't feel like it because yeah, it we see each other all the time in videos and we text all the time but yeah a year and a half we were in Colorado and we've spent so much time together too so it's actually really crazy but we just talk so often and it's kind of weird too I think the weirdest part about this is the fact that like I'm so used to everyone knowing us as like Kinsey and Molly and like there's people who like don't even know that we're friends anymore which because is like very weird come onto our channels and then never seen us together yeah new. it's so odd so we just like really needed everyone to know we this is exactly why we did this whole yeah. thing because we wanted everyone to know that we're best friends exactly and we're gonna be filming videos in the morning that will probably they're definitely actually will already be up so check out our channels our videos are really funny together molly and i are actually we we share a brain and we're actually but we have the exact same humor and like it's kind of freaky sometimes we say the same exact things at the same time we've literally texted each other the exact same thing at the same second from across the country with no context not we had it talked in hours days whatever it's bizarre and like we'll be watching each other's videos and we'll have like the same things and we don't even talk about like we'll purchase the same exact items we're wearing necklaces right now that are the exact the exact same necklace it's very odd but we're also into matching things so we'll get into we have a matching tattoo story well actually they weren't matching but they've got tattoos together we'll get into that later because it's just like a really good story but we wanted to do an episode that's like a girl talk story it's 10 p.m currently it's my last night in boston we're just gonna do a bff girl talk episode we just ordered food from uber eats chinese food to be specific yeah to be specific and then we're gonna do face masks and eat chinese food and be on our laptops it's gonna be awesome and we're really looking forward to it right can't wait i cannot wait (laughs) I'm, like, forcing you to say that. (laughs) Okay, so in the beginning of my episodes, I do hot seat questions, okay? Okay, I'm nervous. So I ask questions. There's three questions. Okay, this is actually one of my favorite questions I'm going to ask you, and I feel like you're going to like it. What is, in the past six months, the best purchase you've made under $100? Oh, gosh. I know I should have given you some time to prep. Okay, I I know, Kenzie. The harsh reality is the fact that I just did it. I'm not good with hot seat because it's... I need to think for like hours on that, but I would say the best thing under a hundred dollars would probably be my Tatcha Deep Cleanse Cleanser because I swear my skin before I started using that, my skin was breaking out all over, and then I purchased that, and immediately after I use it, like 
any spots on my face will just go away completely the oh, next I need day. To get that. You need to. I want you to try it tonight because okay, like perfect. it's the best cleanser ever. And it was like a little bit pricey for a cleanser, but I'm like so happy that I got it. And I don't think I'll ever switch off of that. I don't like any of the face cleansers that I use. You except for I actually it. like the BioClarity one. Oh, like, I like that's, that too. Yeah, that's a really like gentle one. But yeah. any of the other ones I use dry out my face and feel mm-hmm. gross. And this I one them. I like because it just like clears up your skin the next morning. You'll be like, oh my gosh, like you'll never want to go back to anything else. Wow. It's so good. Second one. What is your favorite thing about me? My favorite thing about Kenzie, I would say, so we're really similar, but we're also really different and we kind of complement each other really well because you are very talkative and I'm more of like a, like fly on the wall, listening and like observing person. You're introverted. I'm extroverted. Yes. So we work well together because we kind of bring both aspects of a person into like one person when we come together. Two halves that make a whole. We just mesh into one (laughs) beautiful person (laughs) it's really beautiful how that works (laughs) so amazing so amazing okay what is one thing that you feel like you've learned from our friendship something that I've learned from our friendship is that you need to put in effort in a friendship but it also shouldn't be something that is hard yeah like with us everything is so easy and it just kind of like flows and even when we have like what in the past when we had like issues and stuff like we've always like come back together and like that just taught me that if something isn't working, there's a reason why it's not working yeah. and you need to like prioritize yourself and be with the people that like you feel like natural around. Yeah. And we've definitely like fought before, but not excessively. Yeah. And like actually pretty rarely. And we always work through it like in a yeah. very mature way. And I that's what I like, I think the most. Yeah. And every time we've actually had an issue, it really actually has not been about our friendship, it's normally just, like, something that we're going through at the time. Right. So and we have I- to, like, take a step back from yeah. certain things. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Those are the three hot seat questions. Oh, my God. I was sweating. <laughs> <laughs> she was so nervous. We are just going to get straight to it. In the secret Facebook group, which if you guys are not a part of it, I tell Molly about it all the time. I literally was, like, I picture all the girls as, like, Carrie Bradshaw from Sex in the City. And they're just sitting there at night with, like, face masks on on their laptop talking to each other. Anyways, it's the best thing ever. You guys should join it. You're missing out on the, all of the fun in the Facebook group. So join it. But we asked just what you guys wanted us to talk about. Whatever. We're moving on. Okay, they want to know what you think of Quentin. I love Quentin. All I've met of him is a few FaceTime calls here and yes. there. But I love him. Call him Q. Now we're on, like, nickname <laughs> basis. Exactly. I'm sorry, I have eight cats, so if you hear <laughs> any commotion no, throughout this video, that is because of my cats. It's a long story, but I just have a lot. But back to Quentin. I love Quentin. I think he's a great guy, and so far what I've seen, he, like, works really well with Kenzie. They work well together, and I really like that. Wow, thanks. Yeah. I need to meet him in person before I give a full review. Yeah, but. and the full review is coming. How to make genuine friends that you have common interests slash beliefs as you when you move to a city where you know no one. I think you're better at this topic than I am because I am so shy. Like, I honestly would probably ask this question myself and I need help and guidance with that. I don't know. Okay, Here's the thing. I have moved around my entire life. Mm -hmm. So that's why when I was actually, I think you definitely know this, but I had an extra year of preschool because I was so shy that my parents, yeah, like I was so socially like awkward, I think. (laughs) Like I I think I was recommended by like a psychiatrist or something that I have an extra year. So they gave me an extra year to kind of come into my shell and I wasn't, I still wasn't outgoing, but 
I moved around like a ton when I was younger and I switched schools. So I kind of had to become outgoing. Mm -hmm. And so that's, I think, where that comes from. And then also like moving as far as moving to like a new city. So I moved to L.A. and I feel like I kind of had an unfair advantage because we actually when I was moving with my best friend. And then we also we did know a lot of people. That doesn't mean that like that's those are your people. And those are not my like everyday friends that I hang out with. But we did know. So it wasn't like we were going there. and We didn't know a single soul. We knew a lot of people and we had people that we could as options hang out with. Yeah. But it was nice in the beginning because you hang out with those people until you find like your actual, your actual people. people. Yeah. So like that was good. But then I went through Molly when Molly moved home and then my friends from home came to visit and left. I was like, shoot, like I literally have no friends that I, I don't have the friendships that I want to have. You at had all. friends, just not something. Yeah. I not like a friendship saying. that ours. I think also it was like almost like not like a crutch, but we just we like also just had each other so it wasn't like i just didn't realize that i didn't have real friendships because i had a real friendship it's literally like a built-in friend when you have a roommate who's also your friend you see them every day so you never have to like worry about not having yeah social interaction for the day exactly but i honestly i wouldn't say i made genuine friends i i started to like meet people but I was just, like, at first I was just going to parties. And, like, mm-hmm. that's how I met people. And I would say I have one genuine friend from that. And I barely even see her. But I would, like, consider her an actual genuine friend. And not to say that you can't make friends partying. I'm just saying, like, that was, like, two years ago, three years ago. So mm-hmm. it's, like, you grow apart and whatever. But it's hard, too, because it's, like... I think even when I was going to parties, I was going with Molly. So that's the thing. Like Right. We would yeah. always leave together, like, you and me. Yeah. So it wasn't, like, a... I don't know. I mean, I definitely, met, like, met a lot of people and made friends, but not the friendships I was looking for, essentially. It wasn't until I went to Zoe, but that's also a genuine interest and belief. So I guess that actually answers my que- question. Like, I just went to my church. I met all my friends. A and, like, community-based. Yeah. It's a community-based type social setting honestly I would also say I feel like any friends I've made in LA have either been 99% through Zoe and then obviously like YouTube and everything and then also like workout classes like I meet people because we have similar things I think you just have to like put yourself get yourself out of your comfort zone and put yourself in a position it's not always fun to like go up to someone and just start a conversation but I would just like look around the room and see someone that you think that you would have common interests with and go up and talk to them at a workout class yeah like literally just compliment them like compliment their hair or something Mm -hmm. people love that like (laughs) that's pretty much it that was a really long answer but okay dealing with drama slash toxic friendships well I don't really like saying toxic because I feel like definitely there's unhealthy friendships but I think too often toxic is an unhealthy cope or is a cop-out of a situation that you could have just dealt with and you didn't. And it's become such a, like, toxic is this word now that everyone just throws around. And throws on people. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's not fair. That's true. And I think we've all been the, like, quote-unquote toxic friend to someone else. So I don't... Without even realizing it. Yeah, without even meaning to. So I really don't like... I totally understand and I agree that there are situations like that. How do you deal with trauma in, like, unhealthy friendships? I honestly... I feel bad saying this, but the people that I choose to surround myself with... I don't have drama with. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know when you'd even... And if I do have drama with someone, I try and be as mature about it as possible because at the end of the day, the mature person is always, like, the winner in those situations. You don't want to flip out on somebody or start, you know, something bigger than it has to be. Yeah. I always try and be calm 
and remain as, like, indifferent as possible yeah. in the situation because if you blow up at them, then it becomes even more out of proportion. You're not super, like, I'm gonna, oh my gosh, like, I'm gonna go confront this person. I'm like, not confrontational yeah, at all. No. I'm very observant. So, yes. like, if I see someone kind of having those tendencies, then I will distance myself yeah. from that situation ahead of time before it gets to a point where I feel like drama is about to happen. Yeah. I don't really have drama either. I think I'm still in like a school where I'm, or in a program where I'm with the same 40 people every day. So like, I'm still in a setting where like, obviously there's gonna be issues. I think so much of things is just communication. I wouldn't say I have any drama, but I think anything that could be considered an issue, like I'm just thinking about two things in the past year and both of them, I was thinking I was gonna have a conversation with them. And I was like, hey, like, I should probably just talk to them and it'll be like totally chill. And I never did because I thought I could just brush it under the rug. And then those two things just got way bigger. And now we're like not as tight. Yeah. And it just like it didn't it literally so did not need to be like take that. action right away. When yeah. You think that something is going wrong. Exactly. Like just communicate. All right, guys, I'm really excited to be back talking about Thrive Market. This is my latest obsession. You guys know how much I love Thrive Market. If you guys don't even know what Thrive Market is, basically, it is just an online marketplace on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. So they offer the highest quality, healthy, and sustainable products just available for every budget, lifestyle, and geography. So basically, they have some of my favorite favorite healthy foods. You guys know over the past, I want to say almost a year, I've been really into this healthy lifestyle. The past week I've been off of it and I'm going to make my Thrive Market order tonight to get back on track. The best thing is when you make an order and then you come home and you have a box just ready with all of your new goodies that you just love and like things that actually cook for dinner because like I didn't go grocery shopping because I didn't have time. So you're able to shop for thousands of best-selling organic foods and natural products at 25 to 50% below traditional retail prices. I feel like people so often are not eating healthy because of the price, but Thrive Market just fixes that whole issue for you. I find so many new things that I'm just obsessed with and on the pages, it's cool because you'll see like why you'll love it. Price comparisons to retail. They show you all the ingredients. You basically can just see everything laid out in front of you. It is one of the best online shopping experiences and I'm obsessed with it. Also, if you're paleo, gluten-free, vegan, keto, whatever, you can shop for all of those things on this website. It is the best thing ever. Thrive Market offers a highly curated catalog, meaning you might find only three to four options of each product, but you can trust those. They're the best ingredients and the most affordable prices and safe for your family. So keep in mind, Thrive Market's prices are already 25 to 50% off, and now they're giving you an extra 25% off your first order plus a free 30-day trial. Guys, that is amazing. Go to Thrive market.com slash I love you and check it out. I really recommend trying out a human chocolate bar. You can't go wrong with any flavors. I like the dark chocolate salted. That's my favorite one. Again, that is thrivemarket.com slash I love you. You guys will get 25% off your first order plus a free 30 day trial. Guys, this is an amazing offer. Check it out. You guys will not regret it. All right. So let's get back to the episode. How to draw the line between continuing to fight for a friendship or relationship and letting it go because you know that it shouldn't be all one-sided. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I wish that people were answering this for us. She said a friendship or a relationship? Yeah, that's one-sided. I think that at a certain point, you need to have enough respect for yourself yeah. to know that you don't deserve that. 
it all depends on the situation yeah, and what's so going situation. on. Oh. Exactly. Because sometimes people are going through things also. It could be a one-sided relationship because they're going through something. So if there's like a quick switch, maybe they're like not telling you something that they're going through. Mm-hmm. So it all depends on the situation and what you would do. I think too, this kind of goes back to like my thought on like calling people toxic. I don't like just the idea of throwing people away. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel like the whole like toxic culture does. Right. Right. So, but I think that too often we're dragging on friendships or like relationships that are like holding us back. There, I've mentioned this before in the podcast, but there is a book that I read from by Jensen Franklin and it's like right person, right place, right time. It's like, this is an analogy. It's a story. It's like a Bible story, but it's an analogy. Okay. So Jonah and the whale, Jonah knows he's supposed to go. I'm like going to get this completely wrong. Basically, Jonah knows he's supposed to go somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. But he runs from that and he gets on this boat. So it's the idea of like, who's on your boat kind of thing. Jonah is on, like they're at sea and they're like waves are crashing over and they're going crazy and the boat's going crazy and whatever. Jonah knows it's him. Anyways, they end up like Jonah ends up being thrown off the boat. And a, like, whale comes and saves him. He survives, and the whale takes him away, and he goes back, whatever. I'm so... I know I'm in college for this, guys. I know nothing. I'm so bad at, like, retelling stories. So, anyways, it's kind of the idea of, like, the ship was going crazy, and then they threw Jonah off, and the seas calmed, but there was still a whale that came for Jonah. I don't think every single time when a relationship or a friendship goes bad, I don't think that it means that, like either one of them is like they're bad people or whatever I don't think they're always supposed to be a bad person I just think not everything is for you and not everyone is for you and so it's like you see the ship and it's like when that person is like thrown off like I have a specific example that I can like think of in my head and I remember I read this during that time I know who you're talking about yeah (laughs) and when I like ended that friendship which like there's it's nothing wrong with him I like we were both not good for each other when I ended that friendship, everything else in my life started going really well. And I was like, this is so weird. I feel like I should be upset. But like literally everything else has improved. Mm-hmm. And I read that story and I was like, that makes sense. Because actually by keeping him like, quote unquote, on my ship, I was holding both of us back. Right. Because like we both were supposed to go elsewhere. And the seas were like, we weren't supposed to be with each other. Mm-hmm. And so that's why everything was going crazy. And then when he like gets off my ship, there's a whale that comes and saves him. And so it's like mm-hmm. the best thing for both of you. So I think that that's just an encouraging story, kind of, slash... I like that. It's not that encouraging, but, it's like... It's also good to think to yourself, not everyone has to have the same place... Yeah. ...prioritized in your life. So maybe the person who is giving you a one-sided situation should be less prioritized in, li- in your life, but you can still keep them in your life. You don't have to throw them out completely, but they don't have to be your go-to person anymore. Yeah, It's, like, what proximity do they have to you? Mm -hmm. So it's, like, not everyone. And that goes with, like, forgiveness as well. It's, like, you should... I think you should always forgive regardless of what's happened because it's the best thing for you as a whole. But just because you forgive, it doesn't mean they have your trust back. And that doesn't mean that you're bitter. It's just, like, hey, I forgive you, but, like, you did this and I have to keep that in mind. So, like, you're going to have a different place in my life. And you're, like, you set a boundary. Quentin is so good about this. I'm so bad about this. Like, if I forgive someone, I'm like, oh, my gosh, how are you? I'm what like are you that, doing? too. Yeah, I'm like, I love you. I miss you. Like, let's go shopping. Let's go do this. And he's like, Ken's like, what I'm are you zero doing? to 100. Yes, exactly. Like, we're both very loyal. Uh-huh. So, it's like, if we're there, we're there. Mm-hmm. I can't think of, like, a specific line. If any of you have, like, a way to know when to draw the line, 
Let us know in the Facebook group. Yeah, please let us know. Yeah. Okay, how to help a friend when they're in a bad mental place without hurting your own mental health? Dang, that's a really good question. (laughs) Why are we giving advice? (laughs) I'm like, I can't give advice on any of these questions so far. I need to be in this Facebook group asking the questions. Literally. When the person who is having struggles, I always see this. People are saying, can I, like, express my struggles to you? If you're not in a good mental state, you shouldn't be sharing your... How do I word this? Like, if you are bad, you shouldn't be sharing... Like, they say, like... Oh, negativity feeds off negativity. That's not the word I'm looking for, but... Something like that. Like, I see people all all the time saying, like, they ask their friends before they, like, load off on them. Like, are you in a good mental state to hear what's going on in my life? Because it can be... I don't love the word triggering, but, like... A little bit. It can be triggering. That's kind of... Yeah, exactly. So, like, sometimes the person who needs advice, if you're not ready to give it, maybe tell them you're not in the right place exactly yeah and I think like at the end of the day I don't know I I'm really empathetic so I'm really bad about this so I don't know why I'm even answering this question if one of my friends is like hurting I like will take that on and I'm like and oh you my take gosh all of that yeah in. and that's not helping them either right so I think you just have to like dude I don't know <laughs> it's so hard to like give advice like this because you know in that situation it's hard to do what you're supposed it. to do No, it's, like, really difficult. Okay, cutting off, it says toxic friendships and dealing with the loss of losing a friend. Keep yourself busy. Find new things that you want to do. Maybe try out new hobbies and stuff. Not to, like, replace the friends, but make new connections Mm -hmm. with other people because there's a reason why you two didn't work out together. Yeah, I always think about this. I feel like I've said this so much this year, especially. I have lived... 10 lives this year. It has been the craziest year of my life. You really have. Right? Like, think about who I was even seeing. Like, it's weird. It's very odd. But there is not one friendship or relationship, specifically relationships. Like, there's not one friendship, relationship in my life that I've lost that I still wish that I had. It always ends up working out. It always ends up working out and it always ends up working out better. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot even imagine. Like, if I would have settled before like who I'm dating now I would literally hate my life and be so miserable so I'm like and like at the time I thought that I was like really upset right and like I'm not like I'm so glad and then it's like I look at friendships but I think too with saying that it's like the friendships that matter to me are the ones that I've gone back and fixed you know so it's like if it's meant to be it's gonna, it's gonna just, it'll yeah. end up coming back together the way it was. And if not, you're gonna move on to something better. <laughs> oh my God, that scared me so bad. Something that you said earlier though that I loved when you were like, it's just, I don't know if you said, it's kind of like our friendship just works. Mm-hmm. And it's like almost easy, but I don't mean that in the sense of we've never had an issue before. Like we've yeah, definitely we had issues, like for sure. But it's like, I don't think that any relationships are meant to be like super complicated like I think that it is there is supposed to be like a like a flow and easiness Mm -hmm. to it with that being said obviously there's going to be issues that you deal with but there's a difference between there being issues and the relationship just being hard right you know and like I don't know I think that's like the things that you should be looking for but I don't mean like if there's issues 
end it. Like, I think you should always work through it, but I think that there is just a difference between there being issues and just it being hard in the sense of like, it's just not working, you know? Mm-hmm. I have a public apology to Molly. Kenzie right now. really messed up. <laughs> she really, really, really messed up. I really messed up. Again. I had the food ordered to this location, right. ours. So essentially, last night. I live in a certain town <laughs> and Kenzie ordered the food to a town 40 minutes away from us and the guy had arrived. And he was ready to give us our food and he was nowhere to be found. I was trying to like explain to him, like, what color house are you seeing right now? And it none of it made sense. None of it at all. Yeah. So basically I had food ordered to like 30 minutes away from us. And I just spent like $40 on Chinese food and the guy doesn't even want it. I, I was know, like, I was like, you can just eat it now. Yeah. And but he doesn't want he it. He said, no, thank you. But he was like, all right, hon, have a good night. I was like, well, I'm not going to anymore because I don't have food. <laughs> yeah, and like now we can't order anything else because it's too late. Just to like bring up our spirits a little bit, we're going to tell one of our favorite stories. We were asked, what's your favorite memory with each other? And I'm just going to answer for both of us. If you have a separate one, feel free to tell us. Oh, no, this is it. This is it. Okay, good. So it's summer 2017. Molly's visiting. We had just had an entire photo shoot with Danielle in Juicy Couture in my apartment. And we had had plans for that night. It was already an obnoxious day. It was, oh yeah, (laughs) setting the scene. Absolutely. We actually started off the morning at Dry Bar getting blowouts. At 7 (laughs) a.m. At 7 a.m. Danielle was with us. You guys can tell why that's why we were up so early. We were really already like on one that day. And I don't know. I think we'd had plans to go get food, like dinner with someone. Mm -hmm. Those had fallen through. So I looked at Molly in my living room and I said, should we just go get tattoos? We hadn't spoken ever, I don't think, about getting tattoos together. Yeah, no. It was just something that came up in your head and it just like happened. You said it out loud and I yeah. was like, you know what? Yeah. You didn't object. I was I was all for you it. You were all for it. <laughs> Keep in mind, we're wearing matching like velour juicy couture jackets. Okay. And we're already delusional from our long day. Yeah. And Molly and I, when we are on one, we get like slap happy together a lot. And you would think that we're really intoxicated but like I don't really drink so (laughs) so like we're 150% sober like watch these vlogs and we're completely sober and we look drunk because we're just like laughing this hard everything was funny everything was funny we couldn't even like find parking for the tattoo shop (laughs) and we were crying in the car laughing so hard like what is so funny about not being able to find parking in Silver Lake like literally nothing was funny about this we somehow, I don't even know how we find this tattoo shop. It's it was like, just like the only one that would take us. Really? I think we were just like, this one has availability. Let's go. Let's go. We gotta go. Because if it didn't happen that night, it would have never happened. Exactly. It's kind of one of those things that like we needed to do it then because if we didn't do it, we just wouldn't do it. We needed it to happen. So we get there. We find our guy, Alejandro. He was ready to take us. He was ready to take us. We tell him we want finger tattoos. I got a star. Molly got a cross. We'll get there, okay? (laughs) So it's really interesting to me that we didn't ask the price up front. Mm -hmm. And like, I think that they were a little bit concerned just because we literally wouldn't stop laughing. No, I also remember right when we got in there, there was this big, like beefy, (gasps) hunky military man getting like a full body tattoo. (laughs) Like Like that is is what's going on in the tattoo shop. Well, Kenzie and I walk in asking for the smallest tattoos you will probably ever see on someone humanly possible. We had him, they obviously like they print out your tattoos before. 
And we had him print out smaller ones like four times. We're like, go smaller, go smaller, go smaller. <laughs> we're like, Alejandro, like, tell us about yourself. Like, we're so annoying. Well, I'll have the vlog in the show notes down below as well because it's just so funny. Like, it's seriously so funny. And so we go, we get them super small, guys. Uh, like, and it, he also tried to talk us out of it at oh, least yeah. 70 times. And when we're, have our, when we're sat on something, we're sat on it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's we're not changing. We're not budging. It's, we're doing uh, it. We're doing it. No one can tell us anything yeah. that would make us stop doing it. Like, we I actually to, think people probably told us before we got the tattoos on Twitter. Like, are you guys sure that you want to get tattoos? For sure, they definitely And we were did. just like in the car like, ha like, they, <laughs> they, they don't, don't understand. They don't get it. <laughs> our poor parents. Like, we've since come back on every Imagine single thing. Imagine us living together like no, 24-7. <laughs> Because that was our life, actually. And there's so many things they told us, like going into the apartment. That we were like, no, yeah, like we should have gotten a pre-furnished place for sure. Absolutely, we were just like no, we you lost do so it much money way. from that. Yeah. yeah, I did too, but like you really did because you, obviously you can't move furniture back to Boston. It would cost. Way I tried. Too much. <laughs> yeah, it was gonna be like ten thousand dollars. So, anyways, that was another story. So we go, we get these tattoos, guys. I can't get this across to you enough how hard we're laughing, and I'm crying laughing for no reason. We think everything's funny. He we're was like, posing. you need to stop moving while I got the tattoo because I couldn't stop yeah. laughing. We're taking like a full video shoot of us just posing with peace signs. Like we're, <laughs> and we're like older. Like we're not 12. We, like, yeah, exactly. We're like we, 18, 19. We were channeling a middle school vibe. We, that's, that, that was our goal too. Like just to give you a little backstory. Like we weren't just doing peace signs for fun. So we get our tattoos. We're laughing so hard. We're crying. It does cross my mind at some point that we didn't ask for the pay, like the price. Yeah. I'm sitting there like, wait, I hope. <laughs> This isn't too much money. Like, And like what I'm about to tell you guys, especially if you guys don't live in a city, is going to be even more embarrassing. So typically, I don't know if you guys know how tattoo shops work. Most of the time, smaller tattoos, like there's just every shop for the most part has a minimum. So you get like a really small tattoo and you would just normally pay the minimum. In normal states, oftentimes, the minimum is like $30 to $40. In LA, it's, it's not. But um... We ended up paying. I promise you. I really think we paid one ten. No, I think it was one fifty. I, I think it was one fifty with tip. No, because I remember I gave a hundred dollar tip. <laughs> I, I did not do that. Molly. I know I did no, because I, I. It's it was okay, guys. So when you pay, the guy is standing maybe inches away from me. I hate when people do that when you have to give a tip. Oh. And you, they are watching you give yes. the tip. It's so awful. And I cannot, for the life of me, give them anything less than the best when they are looking at me in that way. Because Molly, less than the best is not 100%. I was just like, yes. oh, the highest one. Thank you. Bye. Like, I couldn't. I, I'm just so awkward. I couldn't. And I think he knew that. I think he was praying on me, honestly. Alejandro. I don't know if you still follow me on Instagram if you're going to watch this, but... I think he knew what he was doing. <laughs> Alejandro <laughs> definitely knew what he was doing. He could have said that they were $300 after Kenzie and I got them done. We'd we been would like, okay, sir, thank you. We would have. <laughs> and that, honestly, though, what works is the deal. I definitely think I paid $150 total with tip. I, I know I did. I did not. Because I walked out of that tattoo shop and I said to myself, <laughs> wow. <laughs> This is crazy. And he also told me it will only last for up to two weeks before it fades. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the best And it part. lasted five days. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It disappears. So not only we pay that amount of money, right? A few of our friends find out. We're basically getting bullied from them. Because everyone's like, like so wait, where are they on your body? We're like, they're on our fingers. How can you not see them? They're so obvious. Like, I was like, Molly, they're so dumb. They can't even see them. <laughs> okay, so Molly flies back to Boston. Three I, days later, I text Kenzie. I'm like, hey, like, how's your tattoo? Like, is 
it looking the same? And my tattoo is like pretty much still there, but definitely faded. I've since gotten it touched up once. And honestly, I already touched up. It has not, it's faded a little bit, but it hasn't faded at all. If I get to touch up one more time, I, I think it'll be Okay, insane. a little backstory too. My boyfriend actually got a tattoo in my apartment a couple weeks ago. That is so embarrassing. And I said to him, I was like, I have a tattoo that I need touched up. And he was like, okay, let me see it. So I pull up my finger and he looks at it and he goes, I'm sorry, but I don't think I can touch that up because it's just going to fade again. I was like, so there's really no point. Guys, I go to the nail salon and they think it's Sharpie on my finger and they try and rub it off with alcohol for like an hour. I'm like, this is a tattoo. They don't understand. They're like, no, you have they a mark. They don't believe you. They just don't believe it because it looks like a Sharpie mark. It does. Molly's literally completely disappears, guys. It's unbelievable. Like mine did not disappear. Molly's is just But gone. I also thought that it would disappear fully like fully fully after because this is what it faded to maybe a couple days after I got it but it just stayed at this like halfway mark so it's very awkward it's just really awkward <laughs> because like you would just assume and hope and now it just it, it it's looks, just stuck like this yeah but guys, honestly I'm so chill that I just don't even care that's how I feel I have two tattoos that just look bad and need to be fixed and I just don't care I'm mm -hmm. like oh like that's I'm so bad about that stuff I'm gonna post photos in the secret Facebook group of our tattoos now you might not so be able guys, to see mine at all so. <laughs> I'll get the flash we'll get out. a zoom in on it yeah. we'll get a zoom in do you have any other good memories of us I mean, there's, there's so many, but what can be said on the podcast? <laughs> <What's> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Tell. We don't really I'm have not. that many, but... People are, in fact, asking about the free Britney epidemic. I keep calling it epidemic. I know what that is. I'm just kidding. The free Britney movement. And don't worry, I have Molly up to date. She's filled me in on everything that's going on. With Britney. I'm a little disturbed, yeah. to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> we both think that there is something seriously wrong. Seriously wrong. <laughs> Okay. <sighs> okay. Being your own boss. We both have a love-hate relationship with this. I know that the grass is always greener because yeah. no matter what you're doing, you're always going to be like, wow, that sounds really nice to be able to do. And being your own boss is the best thing and the worst thing at the same time because you have nobody telling you what to do, but that's a double-edged sword because you at the same no time, you have no one you what to do. do. <laughs> and you're like, how do I do anything at all? So you have to kind of teach yourself everything which can be a little bit overwhelming at times and also prioritizing time and balancing things because especially with our jobs, you could either be working all day long, 24 seven and never give yourself a break or you could take the biggest yeah. break ever and like forget about your job because yeah. there's nobody telling you. It's really hard too. I was talking about this earlier, but I really like structure and I don't want to go work for someone necessarily not that I mean I don't know what I'll end up doing like I could see myself doing like a bunch of different things here and there so who knows like I'm not against any of that but I love that I'm in school still because of the structure and I'm like terrified for when I graduate because I'm like so scared because I'll just I think I'll go crazy so I had to figure that one out if anyone has any good ideas for me let me know Okay, how are you guys still besties even though you live across the country? We're both so crazy that there's no one in the world that gets us besides each other, and we talk a lot. <laughs> we always joke that, like, when we're together, we're like, we need our alone time, but, like, yeah. together alone time. Like, yeah. me and Kenzie just alone together. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no one else but us. <laughs> because sometimes it's just too much for other people. Also. Yeah, we're like, I don't know if they can handle it. And also, we're just way funnier together. Like, people yeah. just don't get it. We're just, like, very, very funny. That's what I was trying to explain this to Quentin. And I was like, listen, like, Molly and I, we're just, like, we complete each other. And we're just so funny. And no one else gets it. Exactly. So, like, maybe that means we're not funny and we're the only people 
whole thing is funny. But anyways, basically, um, if you want to keep your friend, just make sure that no one, like, you're super crazy and no one else in the world can handle besides each other because they were kind of stuck, you know? Okay, rebranding yourself. We got a lot of those. And I feel like that's a good thing for us to answer. But I feel like if we're going to translate this to, like, normal people who don't choose to put their entire lives on the internet, just, like, growing and changing. Okay. I think specifically back to a time when we really did rebrand ourselves. We went through a whole rebranding. We did. Let's let's hear. Let's hear this. I think that we, not to say that we were easily influenced, but it was kind of like what everybody was doing on mm-hmm. YouTube. We felt a little bit of pressure yes. to do ourselves because in our jobs, it's scary to do something original because you never know if it's going to do awful or if nobody's mm-hmm. going to want to watch that. And when you see something doing well, you think to yourself, that's what everybody's doing. I should do... And that's where YouTube was heading. Like, when we started YouTube, it was so authentic and genuine. And, like, you just kind of, like, made videos and it was fun. And then this is... We're referring to the period of time where the content was, like, really overproduced and super heavily saturated. People were hiring videographers for every single one yeah, of their videos. Yeah, and paying thousands of dollars per video, exactly. mind you. Like, and we had to, like... We felt the we need to, to keep up with that. Exactly. Yeah, like, if we wanted to grow, we had to do that, too. And we hated it. And it's kind of like a regret where we think to ourselves sometimes, like, if we just kept to our original selves, imagine how much further ahead we could have been. So it's like, you have to figure out what's true to you. Yeah. I feel like that was a really big life lesson for us to learn. Exactly. Because it's not that we weren't being ourselves. We just weren't fully being ourselves. Like, I feel like we would have done so much better and we probably would be a lot better off now. Mind you, this was not popular on YouTube at all at the time. But if we would have just kept doing the videos that we do now and that we did then and kept it consistent throughout that time, especially when we were living together and we were just like, wild and whatever. And we just like, I mean, honestly, I'm glad a lot of that's not on the internet because I'm very different Mm -hmm. now. But like... I wish that we would have just stayed true to ourselves so that we wouldn't have had to make this big switch back. And not felt so much pressure. Yeah. Think about before you rebrand yourself or like grow as a person and change and become somebody else. Make sure you, that's truly what you want to do and not just like societal pressures that are making you feel like you have to look a certain way or dress a certain way or like certain things. Like for instance, like, I don't know, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, like, this is so random. Avocado toast is like yeah. so like something so broad like yeah. that. Like don't just like eat something because you don't like actually like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like No, that makes sense. Or like even like for an instance, this is something that was a random spin-off from this time that did really well slime videos. Uh-huh. We never did like that's like a little bit extreme off of us, so it wouldn't really make sense, but like just things like that. Like I feel like we were just doing things also, we had just moved to LA, so there was, like, way more added pressure. We, like, really were, like, we have to... We had, to, like, bills to pay for had, the first time. Exactly. Like, there was, like... And so we felt like that's what we had to do. And we were talking about it yesterday, and I'm like, I think that we really just appreciated how well done the videos were. And, like, I still definitely appreciate that, but at the end of the day, like, I feel like we lost so much of ourselves when we were doing that stuff. And, like, our entire, like, friend group went through this exact same transition back at the same time. Like, Danielle made that video. You made a video, I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure. I think I probably did, too. I don't really remember. And, yeah, so I don't know. Like, we all did it pretty drastically, I feel like. We were just like, all right, well, we're just going to go back and do the videos that we want to do, and that's it. It was scary to go back. It was really scary, Yeah. But now I but feel like it's just so much better. It's so much better. I would not be on YouTube still if we were still doing Me these either. videos. There's no way. And they they were so pressure filled. Like yeah. I would stress out so the, much um, over them. The amount of pressure it took and money and everything it took to make yes. one video. I would spend like 
$400 per video. Yeah. Just on supplies and all of those DIYs things. DIYs and uh-huh. stuff. Uh, and, like, I'm, like, the least DIY person ever. Like, I'm so lazy when it comes to that stuff. Molly's really, like, artsy, crafty, like, very good at, like, all of that. I'm so bad at it. Like, I'm not good at it. Molly's very artistic, and I'm not, like, at all. So it's just things like that. It was just, like, dude, don't, I don't force know. Force it. Don't force it. It was not worth it, and it set us back. But I'm also glad we learned that lesson. For the last question, how are we different from when we lived together versus now? Like, how have we each, like, Individually? Yeah, individually. Wow. I mean... I'm, like, completely different I feel, like, completely different. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When I was living in LA, I was just... I was lost, honestly. I was telling Kenzie... Was it today or yesterday? I forget. That before I moved out to LA, that was my thing. I was, like, in school, and I was like, no, like... I just want to get out of here and I want to move to LA and then my life is going to like take off and I'm going to be so happy and everything's going to be amazing and so happy all the time. And then I got out to LA and I realized that like I was longing for something that I didn't even really want. Yeah. And once I got out there, I was like, oh my gosh, I just moved everything I own out to, I'm from Boston, so completely across the country. And I was just completely lost as to what I wanted because I thought for so long I wanted that. And then once I did it, I felt like I made the biggest mistake of my life. And it's so scary to be like, now I'm going to move all the way back to Massachusetts all over again. And I couldn't, like, I knew from the moment that I moved out there that I was making a big mistake. Yeah. And I, like, I should have just said it right when I got out there. Like, I don't want to do this, but I, like, made myself do it, which I'm kind of grateful for because I learned a lot. But, like, when I was living out there, I was just a completely different person. Yeah. Because I was so mentally confused because I made the I felt like I made the biggest mistake of my life yeah and I couldn't go back from it it felt like it was something that I couldn't undo yeah I feel like too another thing is like what I respect about you is that you did move back after a little bit under a year but I feel like people like you think you can't undo it and you can't change it and you did you know what I mean right and that took a long time for me to finally be like I'm ready to move back home yeah yeah, it did. It was a process. And then it took a long time to, like, adjust to moving back here. And then there's, you go through, like, the whole, like, did I make the right decision moving out of L.A.? Do I miss L.A.? It was, like, so much. But now I'm, like, very content with where I live. And that mm-hmm. was, like, a big issue for me. Yeah. So I think that was, like, the biggest change probably Yeah. in me. Well, literally, I'm a completely different person. I was wild when we lived together, but I wasn't, like, I say that, and I'm like, okay, I was wild for me. Like, I wasn't, like, this, like, rave girl. Exactly. We weren't wild in the sense, the grand scheme of things. Yeah, like, both of us. I just know myself a lot better now. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm way more comfortable myself. Not that I wasn't, but I think I was, like, you're just, like, you move out. You're figuring things out. You don't really know what you like. You don't, you learn so much about yourself when you move out on your own. Mm -hmm. I think I thought I wanted a lot of things that I didn't want. And I think I thought I wanted a lot of, like, friendships and things that I, like, didn't really want. And I think I just know myself a lot better. And I'm way more secure in, like, who I am and what I want to do. And I think what I want to do has really shifted since moving. And I think that's really good. Like, I always talk about, my pastor always talks about this, but, like, don't be married to your first idea. Mm. And I feel like for my whole life, I've always been so, like, headstrong. I know what I want to do. This is what I want to do whatever and it was me yeah exactly in the first year that was the biggest lesson I learned and I think it's been like a continual lesson but I was like no this is what I want to do and it was like I was just so set on this is what I want Mm -hmm. that I wouldn't even give myself room to think of to dream of other things that was me like I 
just automatically assumed I was like I'm a YouTuber and like back in high school like my channel was growing a lot yeah it was doing really yeah Yeah, it was doing really well so I felt like I'm a YouTuber I need to move out to LA I need to go to Fitum because that was the school that YouTubers went Went to to. and I felt like I it was literally the only one she applied to that's what I was gonna say I only applied to Fitum and they have like the most unconventional way that you apply to a school so like now I'm looking into going back to school and I don't even know how to do it because I didn't, I remember vividly in my English class, my teacher was like, you're only applying to one school because we had to like go through the whole application process with her. And I was like, yeah, like I only want to apply to one. And and she was trying to convince me to like, just apply to a couple other ones. Like, why don't you apply to some around here? Just as safety schools. And I was like, no, why would I need to do that? And like, I wish that I was like more open-minded to everyone around me telling me to do something and I was like no I know exactly what I'm gonna do and I'm doing it this way we both were like no this is what it's gonna be mm-hmm. and then finally I don't really know I think really it was when I started my college program that I'm in now that was when I was like okay I don't have to do what I wanted to do when I was 17 and that sounds mm-hmm. so stupid but it's like I gave myself room to like change and grow and like do something else and now it's like yeah what I want to do long term is still very similar to what I came out here to do, but I think my thinking has just gotten bigger. Like mm-hmm. there's just like different areas of things that I want to do. And before it was like, I just want to do this and this is it for sure. And it was very small thinking, even though the dream was really big. Right. Like I shifted from small thinking to big thinking because now I'm way more open to other ideas. I'm way more open, like other ideas of like what I want to do. I'm way more open to just like basically just growing and not being like, this is exactly what I want to do. Yeah, I think that's, like so many people's biggest issue yeah and like even I was just thinking the apartment that I lived in before this one when I went to tour it this is just like another example of like you're like being so headstrong like I'm still learning not to be this way because I toured this apartment and I was like this is the place I need to live it was a three-floor townhome with four bedrooms five bathrooms and I was living on my own and I said to myself I need this and I remember my dad is so logical. He came with me to tour it the second time. And he was like, you don't need this place. This isn't a good idea. You don't need to do this. And I was like, no, I'm doing it. And I signed the lease that day. And it was the worst decision I could have ever made financially. Just in general, that was the worst. There's decision. a lot of drama with that. Exactly. Place, yeah. And it was like, if I had just listened to people around me that were telling me it was a bad idea I could have been financially so much better off mentally so much better off everything in my life would have been better so like now if someone tells me something's wrong I look into like why are they thinking that way because if someone's speaking up about something and telling you that something isn't a good idea there's a reason exactly we were so tunnel vision Mm -hmm. and I think we both like yeah that's a a completely that's how we both have we both have that characteristic a little bit because we're both very like driven we want independent independent, whatever and i think we both have like grown so much in that this has been a great episode i know i feel like we gave good advice towards the end so hopefully you guys made it towards the end i got so much more comfortable so now i'm like yeah let's keep going i know nothing else to say we're already at like over an hour oh gosh i know dang maybe i should just fly out to la and yeah we'll give them another one in the studio fi- i said film record right. sorry i'm you keep the podcast saying video thing. and i do that all the time ah, i was gonna say that earlier but where can they find you oh you guys can find me on youtube i have a new youtube channel called molly's life it's not really new anymore it's not i know but it still feels like a baby (laughs) to me compared to my other one because i had my other one for like five years or six years something crazy like that so i have a semi new channel called molly's life where i upload vlogs anything lifestyle 
I don't know if you guys just heard my cat crying. She's a new mom, so she's a little yeah. bit emotional. Yeah. But I ha- also have Instagram, Molly Bales, Twitter, Molly Bales. Pretty much everything is Molly Bales besides my YouTube channel. But yeah, I post stuff really similar to Kenzie, and I love it. Check it out, guys. We're going to be posting all together. We've been together for a few days already, and we've taken uh, one photo together and really not filmed much. I have posted it's- less stories than and ever. The, yes. It's really bad <laughs> ever before. Yeah, really bad. We've just been chilling and relaxing. It's but hard when you haven't seen each other for so long. Exactly. Catch up. Exactly, exactly. But love you guys so much. <laughs> I love that outro. Yeah, it was really good, right? <laughs> All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode. I believe it was a little bit longer than normal. So let me know how long you guys like these episodes to be. Again, on the Instagram, on the secret Facebook group, on my Instagram, wherever you guys want to comment slash get a hold of me. But I love you guys so much. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I will talk to you guys next week.